and he like goes on over through the garden and grandma's like sign me up for the next war and i'm like bitch me too because <laughs> i can't stand it he is hot Well, well, well. <laughs> we meet again. Back at it again. Hi, guys. It's so good to speak with you again. You're looking lovely. <laughs> it's your close personal friend. You look fab right now. I love the new top you're wearing and... Mm-hmm. And the bottoms. The you, bottoms. They look great. <laughs> Styling, profiling. God, I wonder if any of Phil's students are going to listen to the pod. I don't know if I told you... He, no. yeah, he told his kids about um, movies that raised us. Oh my us. God. What did they say? <laughs> well, he, I don't know how it came up if he just like mentioned it or something, but um, some kids like saw the TikToks that we had done and oh my God. the one that he was in. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess like one of his students saw Heather's and she was like, I know, like, who JD is and, like, da-da-da. Oh, And I was my like, God. oh, cool. Like, we have a film buff in the house. Yeah. So if you're from <laughs> middle school, what's up, y'all? This is an explicit show. We're it just is, warning yes. you now. So if your parents are not cool with that, please do not continue to listen. Yes. Although we are covering children's movies at the moment. Mm-hmm. This is rated G, so it's very It is. Cool. It is. Yeah, today we are doing... 1998's Mulan. I am very yeah. excited. She is definitely one of my favorite princesses, for sure. Oh, yeah. I would say that this, for me, it's the most interesting princess movie Yeah, out of the canon. Yeah, it's, it's very good. I think that she has always been in my top three. I feel like I always loved Mulan, Beauty and the Beast, and mm-hmm. Little Mermaid the best. I did also love Jasmine from Aladdin, Mm -hmm. but I think I liked Aladdin more because he was like one of my first crushes. Ooh, okay, spicy. Yeah. Yeah, I I never really got attached to Beauty and the Beast, and I think it was because it was just ruined for me from so many horrible like middle school and high school musicals that I saw. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But maybe if I watch it again, I'll feel differently. I just think there's so much substance in Mulan, and she definitely really gets a huge gift because her whole storyline doesn't revolve around a man. It's yeah about her and her journey and like struggles and passions and stuff. I uh, during quarantine actually, it took me many many months because I took a lot of breaks from this endeavor. Mm-hmm. But I did watch all of the Disney princess movies in the order that they came out. Whoa! Yeah, it was quite the undertaking. I did skip quite a few of the sequels because mm-hmm. let's be honest they're <laughs> it's a no not really worth it i did watch the little mermaid sequel and the frozen sequel but yeah mulan really came out on top as mm-hmm. far as my favorites i think that my most enjoyable ones through that watch was mulan tangled and princess and the frog because i'd never seen it before okay So I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I haven't seen Princess and the Frog either. There are some Disney princess movies that I would want to watch. You told me about Tangled, and I was like hooked. I'm hooked from that (laughs) from that one scene you showed me with like all of yeah yeah. the lanterns. Oh, Mm -hmm. I see the light. Amazing, amazing. Yeah, it looked really good. I also want to see Princess and the Frog. I also didn't see Soul. Soul just came out. 
Um, that's not a Disney yeah. Princess movie, but <laughs> I'm just thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, nominated for Best Animated Feature at the Oscars this year. I think Can it we will talk probably about the win. Oscars and how I've seen zero yeah. movies? <laughs> I've seen two. I just started watching everything. I've seen Mank and Trial of the Chicago 7 because those are the two that are on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So I've crossed those off, but I have a lot to watch and not a lot of time to do it. When is When are the Oscars? The 30th. No. Or no, the 25th? No. <laughs> Stop typing. Fuck. I, I want to say the 25th. Hang on. Okay. For anyone who doesn't know us personally, we always have Oscar parties. And it's a real big bummer because COVID denied us the, the yeah. enjoyment of the Oscar party. We, we would have ballots. Mm-hmm. You know, people get to see who is has the most uh, – accurate reflection of what the academy will say i will never forget when parasite won last year (laughs) i have never been in a room so filled with joy and that was the last moment that there was happiness on this earth yeah well and it (laughs) sucked too because oh my gosh there is a video of this maybe we can find it and post it but like (laughs) i'm when i say everyone was just so happy and so joyful because we had like all seen Parasite. We all loved yeah. it. We really were rooting for it. We were like, Academy, the Academy's gonna screw Parasite over, and they didn't. Yeah. And literally, our friend Abram goes, This is gonna be a great year. <laughs> Starts yelling all these things Re- of age. Things every- so poorly. <laughs> oh my God. When I look back on that video now, I'm just like the most disappointed. Oh my god, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a sound bite in this episode from that video so you can oh, hear. Oh yeah. Yo, this is a good omen. 2020 is the year we take it. Fucking class warfare. Fucking eat the rich. We're gonna fucking do it. We're gonna fucking do it. We're gonna make. We're gonna dominate. We're gonna. Sanders gonna win the presidency. Oh yeah, devastating. <laughs> I can't believe that was 2020. But that was just, that was last year. It feels like six years ago. Feel I feel like I was a different person, honestly. Yeah. But you know what? We're about to be vaxxed and back. It'll happen eventually. Yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, but anyways, Mulan. Back to Mulan. Yes. I did watch um, this video essay by Sharon J. Zhao, and it's called Everything Culturally Right and Wrong with Mulan. And it was super interesting. It kind of zeroed in on all of the details of like the eras and mm-hmm. like prop stuff, stuff that happened, whether or not it was culturally accurate and delivered in a very entertaining and just delightful way. So I would highly recommend checking it out. It's actually based on a Twitter thread that they did last year that got like a lot of attention and even mm-hmm. the like some of the storyboarders and like writers reached out to like clarify things so highly recommend checking it out i'm going to link it in the show notes so you can do a little research Mm, i love that yes and we also found out that recently bd wong was like Mm. confirming um that li shang is a bi guy or at least um queer something of that nature because yeah a la 12th night a la she's the man like (laughs) The guy fell in love with the person before oh, totally. realizing what was going on. Yes. Li Shang is a bisexual icon. Oh, my God. If I met a real-life Li Shang, I, I would die. <laughs> I would be like, you are – no, I have a boyfriend. But would I be tempted? I, I don't. So. Yeah, go ahead. 
Christina, I don't know if it's inappropriate to say, so you can cut it out. I'm just like, Christina Schmidt loves the bi guy. And so do I. I do. So do I. I do love a bi guy, yeah. yeah. I'm, a, I'm a fan. I'm always a fan of a bi man. That was an accidental rhyme, but I will mm-hmm. take it. Yeah, no, he is so hot. I oh, yeah. obviously had a huge crush on him as a child as well. He's also very respectful. Very. A respectful king. Very respectful. He's never, I don't think he is ever like malicious or rude to his troops, even when he's training them. Yes. He does believe in, in them, even though they are originally like a really ragtag bunch. Yeah, he's not the type of commander to be like, I'm just going to make you feel like shit all the time. Yeah. And even though he obviously had a crush on Ping slash Mulan, he never used his position of power in any sort of manipulative way. Yeah. So we love to see that. Mm-hmm. And he did spare her. Yes. You know, he didn't kill he her. He didn't kill her. Oh, my God. Consensual oh my king. God. <laughs> the, the ladies, the bar is so low. The bar is in hell. The bar is it's- in hell. Me uh, <laughs> grabbing onto the stripper pole that leads to hell in <laughs> Lil Nas X's Lil Nas video. X. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. But, yeah, we do love we do love Mr. Shang. I haven't seen – we'll talk about the live-action Mulan later, but is can you confirm or deny that the man who plays Shang is hot? There is no Shang. I can't talk about this any <laughs> further. Please, please yeah. direct all questions to my attorney. <laughs> Yeah, they cut that character. There's, like, a different character who is, like, a fellow troop that she kind of has, like, a flirtation-ish with, but, Mm -hmm. like, not really. I think that they were like, oh, we don't want it to be, like, a weird, like, power thing of, like, oh, he's – she's, like, his subordinate type of thing. But I'm like, that's not even what it is in the – whatever. Yeah, that's an (laughs) overcorrection in my opinion. Yeah. When you start thinking like that, I'm just like, okay, you've been locked in a writer's room for too long. Yeah. Life, real life is messy and not in a, oh, real life is like non-consensual and like blah, blah, blah way. It's just like yeah, real life isn't like black and white. So obviously you can't have everything be overly correct and perfect. Like it doesn't make any sense. It's unrelatable. I have a lot of issues with the live action, so I'm going to save yeah, it till the we'll end. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Because I want to I stay in my good mood. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll talk about that later. Before we dive in, we want to make sure that you are following us on social media. Of course. You can follow us on Instagram at Movies That Raised Us, and you can follow us on Twitter at MTRU underscore pod. Yep. And you can also follow us on TikTok at Movies That Raised Us pod and Send us an old-fashioned email, guys. Yeah. Movies that raised us at gmail.com. You want a little advice? You want a love line? We're there. We can assist. We can send you our thoughts and support you. Yeah, and if you wanted to send us like a soundbite to play in an episode, if you have thoughts, feelings, questions, concerns, mm-hmm. feel free to do that. We would be happy to include you. And don't forget, our merch link is in our bio. So if you want to buy some awesome merch, um, we have a shirt that says, Take Teenage Girls Seriously, and it has our icon on the back. It's like a little cartoon mm-hmm. of Christina and I. Really cute tops. I actually love how they came out. When I saw it in yeah. person, I was like, oh, this is exactly what I wanted. Yes, I love it. I was also thinking, let us know if this is something that interests you. But I was thinking about doing a design of like our Respectful King Hall of Fame. Ooh, Chaz. 
a little Raymond the lifeguard, maybe a little Lee Shang. So if that is something that interests you, let us know because I'll start drafting up stuff. That would be awesome. Also, if you would like to shop a little lady baby, we are brand reps for them. So we have a link in our bio. If you use the link, you can go in and shop their awesome vintage inspired retro boutique. They have these cute graphic shirts, cute accessories. And when you're shopping their small business, you're also supporting us, helping us make the content that you guys love. Definitely hit that link in the bio, baby. All right, shall we dive in? Let's uh, shoot an arrow right into it. Okay, there's no electricity (laughs) here. Um, Here we go. The opening, this beautiful ink painting of like a mountainous terrain and the Great Wall of China. We go into the Great Wall of China where (laughs) a soldier is patrolling when his helmet gets snatched up by a falcon a big oh fear God. of mine is like a bird <laughs> swooping down and grabbing some shit from me. This so. falcon is terrifying. I hated yeah. this falcon so much. This watch too. Like I never really paid attention to it before, but I was like, this is menacing. If you live in New York, like you know that birds that don't have a fear of humans are just to not oh be trusted. God. Birds aren't real. Awful. Look it up. Look it up. Pigeons are <laughs> Wait, is that a thing? I saw someone that had a shirt that said yes. birds aren't real the other day. What is that? Yes. <laughs> So <laughs> there's this like conspiracy theory that like birds aren't real and that they are like government probes, uh, like yeah, like drones essentially to like do surveillance. And there's like no. lots about, about like how pigeons aren't real because have you ever in your life seen a baby pigeon? Like a picture, not in real life. The baby pigeons can't fly, y'all. <laughs> the baby pigeons are in the nest all the time. I don't know, but. Yeah, there's, like, a whole thing that pigeons are, like, surveillance for the state. <laughs> that many pigeons, though? Okay. I'll know. roll with it. <laughs> so the falcon calls out. He's like, call And the Huns start attacking the oh Great Wall. God. They invade. They launch their, like, hooks and start, like, repelling upwards. They just in- – they go off. They say, where the Huns were invading. <laughs> so the yeah. soldier – runs into Shan Yu, who's the head Hun. Then he lights the signal fire to inform China of the invasion. And he's like, now all of China knows you're here. And Shan Yu is like, perfect. Oh my God. Perfect. That's what I wanted. (laughs) (sighs) So then we cut to the emperor. He's in the Imperial City, which is very much modeled after the Forbidden City. General Li informs him that the Huns have crossed the northern border with Shan Yu Mm -hmm. as their leader. And the general is like, don't worry, we're going to send all our troops here to protect you. And the emperor is like, no, send the troops out to protect the people, not the palace. As you should. Yeah. And he has his council, Chi Fu, deliver these conscription notices all throughout the provinces so that they can get more troops. And General Li is like, I have enough troops to stop the Huns. Don't worry. And the emperor's like, well, you know what? I'm not going to take my chances on that. Mm -hmm. One grain of rice is enough to tip the scales. So get every man in China on board. They, there's so much rice talk and rice imagery in this movie. 
Yeah. Does it mean anything? I don't think so. As somebody who grew up in China, did we eat a lot of rice there? Yes, but mm-hmm. we also ate other things, and there was uh, yeah other idioms that didn't have to do with rice. It's but. like one dumpling can move. I'm like, <laughs> homie, okay. Yeah, yeah. Cut to our lead girl, Mulan. She's practicing for her matchmaker meeting and writing this calligraphy on her arm as a cheat sheet for the meeting and she's like stuffing her face with rice again, again. With rice <laughs> um and then a rooster crows and she's like oh no and she calls out to her sibling she's like wake up she ties this bag of chicken feed to her dog and puts a bone in front of the dog's yeah. face because she's like i'm not trying to feed the chickens right now i have other things to do <laughs> and he like runs around to feed the chickens just a itsy bitsy girl boss hacking life she's like life hack does a one yes. minute craft to make her dog feed the chickens. Oh my gosh. That is the type of show you would see on five minute crafts for sure. Yeah. Meanwhile, Mulan's father is in their family shrine and he is praying to the ancestors to help Mulan impress the matchmakers because they give you the impression that she's going to need all the help she can get. A little rough around the edges. Yeah. And as he's praying, this dog with the bone and the chicken feed runs all around him and the chickens swarm him. This man is exhausted. You can just see it in his eyes. He is tired. (laughs) He has lived a life. So Mulan brings her father some tea. The doctor says he should have three in the morning and three at night. I assume it's supposed to be some sort of medicinal tea and not just like regular tea. So the dad is like, Mulan, you should be in town already. Like, you have to impress the matchmaker. We're counting on you to uphold the family honor. A lot of pressure on her shoulders. Yeah. So Mulan's mom and grandma are already waiting for Mulan in town. And mom is like, oh my gosh, I should have praised the ancestors for good luck. And sassy grandma over here, (laughs) she's like, how lucky can they be? They're dead. I'm like, how dare? (laughs) How dare? Let's get it. Let's get some coffee together, Grandma. Um, Oh my God. And she has this cricket that she holds up and she's like, this is all the luck we need. And she covers her eyes and holds the cricket out and walks dead across the street, just causing massive crashes in her wake. Yeah. But she does get to the other side safely. And (laughs) is the cricket's name Cricky? Cricky. Cricky. Yeah. Cricky is freaked out. He is not doing yeah. well. Shaking in his cricket boots. <laughs> exactly. Mulan finally shows up on her horse, has some hay sticking out of her hair. It's not a good look. But yeah. they usher her inside. They're like, okay, go get cleaned up. Yeah. We have our first song of the movie, Honor to Us All. Oh, this is a bob. We'll have you washed and dried, trimmed and Till you glow with pride Just my recipe for instant bride You'll bring honor to us all They basically have this whole like makeover montage mm-hmm. for Mulan You know, they bathe her And they sing about how they're gonna turn her into the perfect bride You know, they do her hair They sing about the types of girls that men like and basically are like, oh, someone who's super obedient has like a snatched bod. And they, they talk about like do. having a tiny waist. But actually at this time in China, uh, rounder figures were more desirable. Because mm-hmm. if you're like super skinny, then they think it's not good for childbearing, which they actually do oh. reference later on. So having a tiny waist was like not the thing. 
And, you know, they basically sing about how the way that women are able to serve society and the emperor is by bearing sons. It does feel like that when the Huns are invading, you know? Yeah. So they do her makeup and her mom puts this gorgeous comb in her hair. It has, is it a a magnolia or is it a lotus? I assume it's a magnolia flower just because that seems to be the common flower they use Mm -hmm. throughout because uh, Hua Mulan translates to like flower magnolia. Mm -hmm. So she puts this comb in her hair and her grandmother gives her an apple for serenity, a pendant for balance beads of jade for beauty and the cricket for good luck so she's all set prays to her ancestors to help her bring honor to the family and she joins the other made-up women to meet the matchmaker they all line up the matchmaker comes out she brings mulan in first Immediately tells her that she's too skinny and has her recite the final admonitions. So Mulan cheats from the notes she has on her arm and the matchmaker ends up like grabbing her wrist to pull her over to like pour the tea and gets the ink all over her hand and is like stroking her face and getting ink all over her face. She has a stash on her. Yeah. So she has Mulan pour the tea which Cricky has decided to use one of these teacups as his own personal jacuzzi yes. and is just lounging. Um, the matchmaker tries to drink from it, but Mulan is like, actually, can I grab that back for a moment? And she's like, bitch, I told you to be obedient, like a good wife. <laughs> Absolutely not. So there's a little struggle back and forth. Yeah, it's not going too hot. And then Mulan goes off and she really tries to grab the teacup back because she doesn't want yeah. her to drink the cricket. I'm like, the cricket will jump out eventually, right? Yeah. But, or you could just say something like, oh, there's a cricket in there. Yeah. Don't drink it. Don't, maybe look to see if there are any crickets in your tea first. <laughs> but what yeah. ends up happening instead is that the matchmaker falls on her ass into hot coals, nonetheless. Oh, God. Really awful. Yeah, and Mulan. Yeah. Mulan. Oh, my gosh. Mulan tries to fan this burn on her skirt which causes it to catch fire. Horrible. And this woman just runs outside in a panic and Mulan trenches her with the tea. The matchmaker yells that she is a disgrace and uh, she will never bring her family honor. In front of the whole town, too. Very embarrassing. So Mulan goes home. She's feeling super defeated. She even, like, turns away from her parents in shame. She Mm -hmm. can't talk to them right now. And this is when she starts singing Reflection. Look at me, I will never pass for a perfect bride or a perfect daughter. Can it be? I'm not meant to play this part. Now I Beautiful. Amazing, amazing song. Absolutely stunning vocals from Leah Salonga. It's just a delightful melody. Also, like the scenery throughout the song is gorgeous. Like we get to see like the gardens of the yeah. Fa family compound. Their house is huge. 
like the land that they have, they have like a whole temple or a shrine. They have their garden with the magnolia trees. Like, yeah, I think that they're like pretty well off. Yeah, basically, she's just singing, you know, about how she's feeling lost. She doesn't know who she is. She goes into the family shrine. We have the iconic moment where she like wipes half of her makeup off with her sleeve and then wipes the other half off. It's just a great song. Yeah, I agree. I agree that it's a great song. I'm thinking also of the Christina Aguilera version. Oh, my God. I was just listening to that before we got on to record. Very emotional. The I would say the words in the song are just so moving. Like, it's yeah. beautiful. Fast forward. Dad sits with Mulan under the magnolia blossom tree, and he marvels at how beautiful it is. And he points out that one of the buds are late, but that when it blooms, it will be the most beautiful of all. And he puts Mulan's comb back mm. in her hair. It's a really sweet moment. Yeah. You know, even if the culture at this moment in time is like quite repressive for women, it's like clear that this man cares very much for his daughter. Yeah. And then they hear this drumbeat and Chifu arrives to deliver the conscription notices to the town. And he's like, Okay, every, like, family, you got to let one guy go to the army. Like, I don't care. You just pick him. Here's the conscription. (laughs) But since there's only one man in the Fa family, Mulan's dad has to serve. This man is older. He has a cane. Yeah. You know, it's clear that he is not in the condition to be a troop in the military again. So Mulan tries to stop him, and he tells the soldiers that he has already served in the army, but Shifu is like, excuse me? <laughs> Hold your tongue in a man's presence. Oh, my God. And he gives him his notice, and her father is actually, like, very prideful in this moment. And he's like, mm. Mulan, you dishonor me. Oh, that made me so sad when he said it. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I would feel so ashamed if my dad said that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Very, very, like, gut-wrenching. Yeah. He has also had his wife hold his cane to, like, go forward and grab the conscription. It's a really intense um, scene. I think they pull it off very well. Yeah. So that night, Mulan's father goes into his room where he finds his old, like, armor and his sword. He, you know, tries to wield his sword, do some moves that i'm sure he did in the army but he ends up like falling to the ground like his leg gives out because he's injured and he's of course older and mulan watches us all from the doorway later that night they're all eating dinner and by dinner i mean they're drinking tea and eating rice Uh, which (laughs) they're gonna be so constipated y'all yeah and like that's also just not how dinner works like you like everyone has their own portion of rice but then there's also like a bunch of dishes that everybody shares Mm -hmm. and that's like pretty standard and they're like a pretty well-off family yeah it it doesn't make sense that they're just like well i guess i'll have my rice ration yeah it's just it's sad because it's a wasted opportunity for cool looking animated food which i always enjoy 
I yeah. Anyway, the ratatouille's got me hungry. Okay. Oh yeah. I'm looking yeah. for food anywhere I can get it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So as they're eating dinner, everyone's in silence, and Mulan eventually slams her teacup down, and she's like, "You shouldn't have to go. This is ridiculous." Mm-hmm. And her dad says that it's an honor to protect his country and his family. And he really like goes in on her because she tries to argue, and he's like, "I know my place." You should learn yours. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. So Mulan runs outside and she cries. She sits in the pouring rain at the foot of the dragon statue in their garden. And inside she can see like her dad is comforting her mother, but Mm -hmm. she's also very upset about this whole thing. So Mulan is like, all right, bet. (laughs) I'm going to learn my place, bitch. Yeah. Watch me. Um, she goes into her family's shrine and lights some incense and prays to them. Then she runs inside, takes her dad's conscription notice, chops her hair off, um, steals her father's uniform. Oh my gosh. I watched this, um, BuzzFeed video a few years ago where mm-hmm. they tried to do like the hair chop with a sword with a single swipe to see if it was possible. It's not. Like, you have to saw through it. Oh, God. But she did manage to get, like, a significant chunk with that one swipe. That's intense. Yeah. BuzzFeed really loves to try things. (laughs) Yeah. So she does this whole thing. Like, she's going in. She's like, I'm not letting my father do this. And gets her horse and leaves to report for duty. And her grandma wakes up in the dead of night and... She just tells the parents, you know, like, Mulan is gone. She's not here. Yeah. The dad runs to the closet to see that his uniform is gone. He tries to, like, go after Mulan, but he falls. He's too Uh. weak. Yeah. Horrible. And the mom is like, you have to go after her before she gets killed. And he's like, if I reveal her, she will be killed. Yeah. Really devastating. The stakes are high. They are very, very high in this movie. Oh, yeah. There's so much, like, historical, cultural significance. Like, just a lot of pressure for Mulan. She's like, yeah, can't fucking join the army, can't get married, like, have yeah. to bring honor to my family. There's a lot going on. Yeah. So the grandmother then prays to their ancestors to watch after Mulan. Mm-hmm. Back to the temple. Um, the great ancestor awakens, and mm-hmm. he also awakens Mushu, voiced by Eddie Murphy, <laughs> hilarious actor, gotta love him. And Mushu is just off a of bean about protecting the family. He's like, I'm gonna be the best, like, protector, guardian, <laughs> da-da-da, and the great ancestor is like, um, no, like- You got demoted, bitch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, He's like, I actually just need you to ring the gong. (laughs) All the ancestors are awoken. Some are pissed off. Some are, like, supportive and just trying to figure out which guardian will protect Mulan. They end up instructing Mushu to awaken the great stone dragon that's outside of the temple in the yard. Yeah, so Mushu begrudgingly goes outside, bangs the gong in front of this dragon statue but he's not waking up so mushu climbs on top and like bangs the gong on his ear which causes it to fall off and then causes the entire statue to just crumble into pieces 
except for the head, which remains intact. So the first ancestor in the shrine calls out, and he's like, Mushu, have you awoken the guardian? And Mushu puts the statue's head on his, and he's like, yes, I am going to protect Mulan. Don't you worry about a thing. So he starts freaking out, and he's like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? I'm dead meat, basically. He kind of fucked up, for yeah. sure. For sure. But then Cricky comes along, kind of helps him hatch this plan, and Mushu is like, okay, how about instead of getting her back, I go and make her this great war hero. Mm-hmm. Then, like, the Guardians will be dying to have me back. So him and Cricky head off. Yeah. Back to the Huns. They are burning villages as they advance to the Imperial City. Casual. Super fun. Super flirty. Yeah. Just keeping it cash. And they come across two Imperial scouts. Oh. Yeah. Poor scouts are quaking. <laughs> and Shan Yu, who is massive, just a huge yeah. guy, they really do dehumanize the Huns. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty racist towards Central Asians, these depictions of the Huns. Yeah. It reminds me of, like, a depiction of Vikings, but they make them, like, way more animalistic. Yeah. And, like, the golden eyes, even. I'm like, this is pretty heavy-handed. Yeah. So he approaches the soldiers and... The soldiers are like, okay, the emperor will stop you. Just kind of like not <laughs> not letting him win, even though they're about to die. Shan Yu is like, stop me. The emperor invited me. By building his wall, he challenged my strength. Well, I'm here oh to play God. this game. Very intense. <laughs> and Shan Yu releases them to tell the emperor to prepare his strongest armies. But then he's like, actually, it only takes one person to deliver a message and shoots one of the soldiers as they walk away. Pretty dark Pretty dark. Pretty deadly. So meanwhile, Mulan is with her horse and she's like practicing her man voice and her sword skills. It's not going well. Her horse is laughing at her. Then this giant shadow and like flames appear behind her and it's Mushu and he's like I'm your guardian the all-powerful all-incredible blah 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 like Cricky is fanning the flames to like cause the shadow (laughs) he's really having a Wizard of Oz moment yeah yeah so then eventually he like comes out from the shadows and he's just tiny little Mushu and says that he's here to help her because if the army finds out that she's a girl, she'll get killed. Mm-hmm. But Mulan isn't really impressed with him. She's like, you are a tiny little lizard. Why do they send you? And Mushu's like, I'm a dragon, a baby. <laughs> I'm just traveled size. But he says that he's powerful. He can even see through her armor. And Mulan is oh. like, uh, and slaps him. And yeah, yeah, it's like really intense moment. Mushu gets pissed off. He starts listing everything. Um, He's like, dishonor on your cow. Dishonor on your family. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And Mulan is like, sorry, I'm just nervous. And Mushu gets over himself. He's like, all right, let's go. So as they're about to head into camp, Mushu gives her all of this advice on how to walk like a man. She struts in. It looks insane. (laughs) And Mushu tells her to, like, pay attention to how all these men are acting because, like, that's how she's got to be. And she's like, this is gross because they're, like, clipping their toenails and, like, 
doing all kinds of stuff. Nasty. So she starts having second thoughts, but Mushu is coaching her through, and they come across this guy, Yao. Mm -hmm. And Mushu is like, slap him on the ass. Like, that's how men say hello. (laughs) (laughs) So she does, which sends him flying into Chan Po, who's another member of the army. And Yao gets really pissed off and threatens to hit Mulan. Then she punches him in the face on Mushu's uh, command, and he gets really pissed off again. And that's when Chan Po picks him up, and he's like, just relax and chant with me. And he does actually what is a correct like Buddhist chant. It is real. Interesting. Yeah. Just as Mulan is walking away from this fight, Mushu decides to call Yao a limp noodle, and Yao just turns around and punches Mulan, but she ends up ducking and he punches the guy behind Mulan. And Mulan does manage to get away. There is a whole chase scene. They actually end up knocking over every single guy in line for their like dinner that evening at this camp. Rice everywhere. Just (laughs) once again, the only thing that you can eat. The only (laughs) escape like out that I can find for these people is that like yeah rice is easier to animate than other food it's it's white yeah you don't gotta put a lot of detail into it yeah but come on a little variety we only get like two other instances of different types of food and one of them is when it's on top of rice so yeah (sighs) but anyways inside a tent the general is Laying out his plans, his strategies for how he's going to stop Shan Yu before he gets to the Imperial City. And he's telling Li Shang, our bisexual king, (laughs) about how he's going to stay behind and train the new recruits. And if he does a good job, and once Chifu decides that he's ready, he'll join him in the field as captain. And Chifu is like... I don't know. I don't think he's ready for this kind of responsibility. He doesn't really have any experience. He doesn't have that it factor. Yeah. And the general is like, nonsense. He graduated at the top of his class. He has extensive training plus an amazing lineage. Wink, wink. (laughs) And this is when we learn that our man's Li Shang is a nepotism baby. Yeah. I mean, everyone's got to have one flaw. We call that generational wealth. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but Shang is very excited and he's like, dad, I won't let you down. And General Lee is like, and we will toast to China's victory at the Imperial City. Yes. And he tells Chifu that he wants a report in three weeks. Shang is left behind in the tent by himself and he like tries on his new title for size. He's very excited Mm -hmm. to be the new captain. He's like, Captain Lee Shang leader of China's greatest troops. He then steps out of the tent to see all of his recruits are beating the shit out of each other. And General Lee is like, all right, buddy, good luck. See you later. (laughs) Peace. Peace is out. So Shang addresses the soldiers. He's like, what is good? Like, what is going on? They all point to Mulan and rat her out immediately, saying that she started it. So Shang is like, we don't need anyone starting trouble in this camp. And Mulan's like, ah, you know how it is when you get a manly urge to kill something. And I'm just like, you've met a man 
Like you yeah. have interacted with a man before. Yeah. And Shang asks for her name and she hasn't even thought of one yet. Actually, Mushu suggests Ping. So yeah. she's like, my name is Ping. Shang looks at her conscription notice and recognizes her father's name um, from his service in the army. And he and Chifu are really confused. They're like, we didn't know he had a son. And Mulan's like, yeah, uh, he doesn't talk about me much. <laughs> and just from the way Mulan is acting, they're like, yeah, because yeah. his son is a lunatic. But <laughs> Shang tells the camp that because of Peng, they will spend tonight picking up every single grain of rice. Training starts tomorrow. So in the morning, Mulan gets awoken by Mushu, and he serves her up some kanji with eggs and bacon. Oh, yum. And I saw a TikTok the other day of somebody, like, recreating this dish. Cute. And um, everyone in the comments was like, I thought that was oatmeal. And I was like, what? But then I realized that a lot of Americans, like, don't know what kanji is mm. and have never seen, like, rice porridge before. So that was a, a nice culture shock moment for me. So Mushu shoves it in her face. He's giving her advice like it's the first day of school. He's like, be nice to the other kids, but don't be afraid to kick some butt if you need to. That's when Mulan's horse informs them, I guess, that the troops have left. So Mulan runs out of her tent to join them. And Mushu is like, oh, my little baby, off to destroy people. <laughs> Finally, Ping makes it to training. And Yao is like... I owe you a knuckle sandwich. So Lee comes up and says they will assemble quickly and silently every morning. And Yao talks some shit behind his back. Lee poises to shoot him with an arrow. I don't, I'm calling him Lee. It's Shang. It is Shang. <laughs> he is about to shoot Yao with yeah. this arrow. But instead, he shoots it upward at this like wooden pole that's in the camp. Now get it. Now get the arrow. Oh my gosh. Yao has this great line where he's like, yeah, I'll get it and I'll do it without taking my shirt off too. Yeah. Because <laughs> like so Shang sour. is always taking his shirt off. <laughs> so he goes to like hustle up the pole and Shang is like, hold on a sec. And he puts on these huge weights on both of his arms, one for discipline and one for strength. And Yao tries to get up there to get the arrow absolute failure no one can pass this test it's a huge struggle and shang basically this is where cut out for him but we then get one of the greatest songs oh, it's so that good. disney has ever made i'll make a man out of you oh my god it's so good let's get down to business There's this amazing montage of them training. They're trying to catch fish in the lake, balancing a bucket of water on their heads, setting off the cannons. Like, Shang looks amazing. Yeah. This 100% was like a sexual awakening moment for <laughs> me as a child. He is looking good. Mulan is trying to keep up with all these exercises, but she can't complete any of the challenges. Shang at the end is basically like, pack it up. <laughs> But Mulan, as she's about to leave, sees the pole with the arrow in it. She puts on the weights and climbs to the top to retrieve the arrow. And she gets it. Yeah. Finally, she's able to pass the test. From then on, Mulan and the whole army begin to like fall in line and really make progress in their training. 
I remember as a kid when I listened to this song, like in the kind of like bridge part, I used to like practice doing it in their voices. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never gonna catch my breath. Think about it, oh, so no me. Boy, was I fool in school for cutting gym. This guy's got scared to death. Hope he doesn't see it right through me. Like, I would do that all the time and just jump from voice to voice. Um, when we were watching this, Phil was telling me that when he was a camp counselor, they actually did mm-hmm. I'll Make a Man Out of You. I don't know if it was for, like, a <gasps> oh camp talent show or, like, what the hell they were doing. But mm-hmm. um, he said that his friend Ryan, I don't think you've met him, so, but no. he is, like, a burly man. Um, <laughs> and he did Yao's part. And, like, oh yeah, he said it was, like, absolutely perfect because he has, like, a really low, gravelly voice. Oh, yeah. And I was, like, the whole time I was watching after that, I just kept picturing him playing Yao. I mean, Harvey Firestein's voice is so, so incredible for voice work. Oh, my God. Yes. This man, it's not a cartoon. This <laughs> man was birthed, birthed like yes. this. After this simply incredible song, everybody's vibing, so it's the perfect time to cut back to the Huns. Sean Yu is on top of, like, this tree for some reason, like, looking around Mm -hmm. when his falcon delivers him this little doll. So he sniffs it and brings it down to, like, his men, and they're like, oh, it has black pine on it, a horse hair from one of the imperial horses, and sulfur from the cannons. So they realize that the imperial army is waiting for them in a nearby pass, but that's the quickest way to get to the imperial city, so they're going to have to like go through it and face the army. Yeah. And Shan Yu is like, yeah, it's perfect. And then we can also return like this little girl, her missing doll. How terrorizing. Ugh, horrifying. You're just relishing at the thought of Destroying a child. child. Yeah. They really go off on making the Huns a villain. Yeah. Back at camp, Mulan is getting ready to bathe in the pond, but Mushu is really worried that she's going to blow their cover. Obviously, if anyone comes close, like they'll be able to see that Mulan is a woman. So she's like, okay, Mushu, stand watch. So, of course, immediately... Um, Chien Po, Yao, and Ling all come over to take a swim as well. And she tries to leave subtly by putting this like um, <laughs> lily pad in front of her face. Yeah. And they're like, Ping, what's up? And she's like, uh, I was bathing and I'm clean, so I'm going to go. Yeah. But then they all start like, you know, just being bros and like, we got off on yeah. the wrong foot. Let's reintroduce <laughs> ourselves. Yada yada. Yao gets up on a rock. Oh my god. <laughs> fully nude. I did not understand these implications as a child. And he is like, <laughs> and I am Yao, king of the rock. Full frontal. <laughs> you can tell what's going on here. And yeah. lots of homoerotic overtones in yeah. this scene. <laughs> the guys are just in the mood to roughhouse. So Mushu has to step in and bites Ling to scare them off. 
and they all jump on this rock and they're like, there's a snake in the water. (laughs) So Mulan sneaks out, gets her towel from the horse while Mushu is vigorously brushing his teeth. There's, there are now disposable tooth, toothbrushes and toothpaste tubes in this time period. Um, (laughs) and he's like, I'm not biting another butt again. And Mulan's like, I never want to see a naked man again. Cue the rest of the troops just filing in and running to the pond. And this really cements the theory in my mind that every single person in this movie is gay. Bold. So they're somewhere on the spectrum. No one is 100% straight in this movie. When you're at war and you're just close with your bros. Just dudes being bros. Bros being buds. Do you remember that period of time where people were like, Oh, yeah, bro job. Oh, my like God. The term yeah. bro job was super popular. There are a lot of yeah. vines about that. Yeah. Very much the, like, no homo No era. homo era, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, in a nearby tent, Chifu is absolutely tearing Shang a new asshole. That's not an innuendo. I mean, he's yelling at him. Yeah, but, but like mm-hmm. I said, everyone in this movie is gay. So maybe. Chifu, come on. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Chifu is like, I'm trying to go to the hottest new club in China. It's a little hole in the wall <laughs> filled with leather and whips. <laughs> Literally. So he's yelling at Shang, saying that the troops are not ready to face battle. But Shang believes in them. He thinks that they can do it. And Chifu is like, Actually, once your daddy reads my report, your troops will never see battle. Even nepotism can't save you. Well, he doesn't say that like verbatim, but he's like, like I earned my job mm-hmm. at least. Kind he's of like, thing. your daddy can't save yeah. you now. No. <laughs> and kidding. this is the beginning of a porno, I, essentially. Stepsister, no. Yeah. <laughs> So Shang storms out of the tent and he sees Mulan, who eavesdropped on this whole conversation. And she's like, hey, how about I hold him down and you punch him? All right, then. Okay. (laughs) And then as he's walking away, she's like, for what it's worth, I think you're a great captain. And he gives her a little look. He shoots her a look back. And um, Mushu is like, okay, you have the hots for him. You're totally into this guy. (laughs) That moment is so – when she's like, what if I hold him down and you punch him? It's so um, Amanda Bynes. What's her name? Oh, Viola from She's the Man. (laughs) So Viola. Like, dude, do you want to, like, just kiss her and kiss her good and (laughs) – I like, which one would you rather see yeah. naked? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> totally, yeah. Lots of parallels in She's the Man to Mulan. Yes, many. So back to Mushu and Cricket. They sneak into Chifu's tent and decide to pen a fake letter from General Lee asking Shang to back them up against the Huns. So she is by the pond wrapped in a towel when Mushu and Cricket approach and they're, I love their disguise (laughs) in this. They have taken the like armor from, I'm assuming Mulan, took the armor, stuffed it with hay and Mushu is using two wooden poles in order to (laughs) control the arms. Amazing puppetry work. Yes. And then Cricket is in the face like the the sh- yeah. helmet it's a freaking they really go off with this <laughs> they take the standing on your shoulders using a broom as the arm to a whole new level i don't know if you mentioned this but they are also on a panda yes they are on a panda 
they're on a they couldn't have taken the horse they're on well a they asked the horse yeah he's like, he's like absolutely, absolutely not yeah. <laughs> so that's what they did the panda is un, un has no idea what's happening so they hand she the scroll and the panda immediately climbs up the tree after it's handed off and Chi tells Shang that there's urgent news. They are needed on the front lines. Apparently, um, the characters on the page for this letter are like definitely taken from like a Chinese takeout menu. Oh my there's, gosh. Like, <laughs> there's like crispy skin and like some characters from like General Sao's sauce, like that one of those characters. There's like tons of stuff like that. So they just took it from like a takeout menu. Oh my gosh. So then we head into another song, A Girl Worth Fighting For. For a long time we've been marching off to battle. In a thundering herd we feel a lot like cattle. Like the pounding beats, our aching feet are easy to ignore. Hey, think of instead a girl worth fighting for. This is a really great, like, passage of time transition song. They do a really good job with it. Yeah. So they sing about, like, all the different attributes they want in a wife and, like, how they've been missing the ladies while they're off to war. Mulan suggests that, you know, she wants a girl who's got a brain, who always speaks her mind, and the guys are like, nah, fuck <laughs> that. <laughs> And then Chifu sings about, like, a girl he has back home. And we're like, sweetie, you don't have to pretend here. It's okay. You're in good company. So as they're really having a bonding moment and enjoying their fantasies, mm -hmm. they finally approach the village. But they stop abruptly because the village is burnt to a crisp. It is totally yeah. destroyed. It looks like they got there just after the Huns left. And they find no survivors, only the girl's doll that we saw earlier. And Shang doesn't understand how this could have happened because his dad would have been there to, like, you know, battle the army. And they see the dead bodies of all the Imperial soldiers. And Qian Po finds his father um, and hands Shang his dad's helmet. It's very oh. sad. It's like a very dark moment. Yeah, I didn't, like, really clock how dark this is mm -hmm. until I watched it this time. Like, there's a lot of things that I didn't really clock how dark they were, but this scene especially is really, really sad. And especially that, like, super abrupt, like, ending to the song shift to, like, this tone. Yeah. Very effective. It had an impact on me. Yeah, it's definitely, Ugh. like, a moment of clarity and, like, going coming back down to earth. Like, it's... Yeah. You trained for however long to do this, but mm -hmm. this is actually, like, a war now, and you're confronted yeah. with that reality. Yeah. So then Shang stabs his sword in the snow and puts his father's helmet on it and, like, bows, pays his respects. That's when Mulan approaches and tells Shang that she's sorry and touches his shoulder. And this is kind of the first time that I realized this parallel between Mulan and Shang about, like, wanting to please their fathers. Yeah. As, like, a really big thing that they have in common, and I liked that little detail. Definitely. Yeah, so as Mulan tells Shang that she's sorry, and he walks away, he touches her shoulder, which is a nice little tender moment between the two. Mm -hmm. Shang, although I'm sure he is extremely devastated, 
puts this on hold and mounts his horse because he still has an entire army that he has to lead now. Yeah. Especially because they're like the last hope for the emperor since his dad's army has been wiped out. So he says that they should take the Tongshao Pass to get to the imperial city. Mulan then places the doll that she found by Shang's sword, pays her respects to the fallen, and joins the troops. Mm-hmm. So they do go um, through this terrain like they're going over mountains Mm -hmm. they're going through snow and then one of their bombs shoots up into the air totally gives away their location because Mushu's like fucking around with it he really screws them over they see some arrows start raining down and then it's a whole storm of arrows like an entire barrage yeah and shang is like save the cannons like Make sure they don't burn. They get all of the bombs and they position them and they start to blow them um, at the army that's coming for them. And Shang is like, all right, hold the final cannon. They see a huge army of Huns coming oh over my the God. crest. It is actually really insane sight because the, yeah. the army of Huns is massive. Yeah. It's like 2,000 people. Mm-hmm. Really, really crazy. And so mm-hmm. Shang is like, Prepare to fight. If you die, like, you'll die with honor. And there's, like, 12 of them. Yeah. Versus 2,000. So Mulan looks up, like, and sees this mountain range in, like, the reflection of her sword. Mm -hmm. So she gets a better idea. She grabs the cannon and starts booking it down the mountain, like, towards the Huns. Shan Yu is barreling towards her on his horse. I would be shitting my fucking pants because this is so terrifying. Yeah. She like positions the cannon at the top of the mountain. Then she uses Mushu, like squeezes him to breathe fire and lights the cannon. Mm-hmm. It shoots up into the mountain, causing an insane avalanche. A pretty smart idea. Yeah. The debris is falling down all the huns are running they're getting buried alive under the snow shang has like run up to mulan at this point so they're like running back to like safety away from this avalanche Mm -hmm. and mulan like hops on her horse but shang ends up getting like pulled under by the snow so mulan is like riding this fucking wave of snow it's very intense we're like yeah you're not gonna make it yeah she is like trying to get Shang before he falls off the side of this cliff. Mm-hmm. Yao shoots an arrow to them for them to like grab onto so he can pull them to safety, but he doesn't grab it in time. So like it just it goes just flying out of his hands. <laughs> Mulan then catches it though. So she shoots it back to them and it lands back in Yao's hands after he's complaining like, I can't believe I let them slip through my fingers. So he grabs the arrow Somehow this is like the strongest rope that the world has ever uh, a, seen. A horse, um, a grown woman, and a grown man are all hanging from this rope. Yeah, and they pull them off the side of the cliff back to safety. And I'm like, I'll suspend my disbelief. Why not? Yeah. Sure. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, Shang cannot believe Ping did something so crazy that he would risk his life for him. And he says that he owes him his life. And now he has his trust. It's very intimate. Oh, yeah. There was a a line that was pitched that did not make it into the script. But one of the writers pitched that Shang would say, Ping, if you were a woman, I would kiss you. 
Oh my gosh. Spicy. So everyone cheers for Ping. They're feeling really great right now. And Ping, Mulan, whatever, um, stands up, but then buckles over. And it turns out she's wounded and there's blood. Oh, on yeah. Because Shan Yu fucking slashed her mm-hmm. with his sword. Yeah. The adrenaline yeah. was pumping, though. No one knew, you know? Yeah. So Shane calls for help. Doctor, doctor. Somehow a doctor is in the mountains. Yeah. Readily available. He emerges from the tent that he was treating Mulan in and whispers to Shang. He like busts into the tent and sees Mulan's Uh, girl torso is bandaged. Oh my God. She has breasts. mm -hmm. Chifu then storms in and grabs Mulan, pulling her out of the tent and like throwing her to the ground, like revealing her to all the troops. Uh, And he calls her a treacherous snake. And I'm like, relax. Okay. She just saved all of your lives. Yeah. Specifically, Shang is from falling off a cliff. Yeah. Then where would you be, Chifu? You were useless in that battle. Mm. <sighs> I hate this man. Anyways, so Mulan is like, my name is not Ping. My name is Mulan. I did this to save my father. But Chifu yells about how it's treason, like yada, yada, yada. So then Shang draws his sword and approaches her. And like the guys in the army try and stop him, but Chifu is like, no, it's the law. She must die. But then he just drops the sword in front of her and says, it's a life for a life. My debt is paid. Let's move out. Very cold. Oh, my God. I don't know if you know the answer to this, but when she holds onto the rope and they pull her up the cliff with Shang and the horse, is the rope attached to the horse? You don't really see where it's attached. Yeah. Um, like, she's not like holding it, but mm-hmm. it, it goes like under where Shang is like lying on top of the horse. Mm. So I assume it's attached to like the saddle. Although I don't, was she even have, no, she wouldn't have a saddle. Nothing makes sense about this scene. <laughs> Maybe she put it underneath Shang and like his body weight is what's like holding it down. How is it connected to but the horse? But that wouldn't make sense. No. Yeah. It would have to be tied around the horse. Yeah. We'll, we'll, the we'll physics don't pass. make sense. <laughs> I was just thinking about it because I was like. Wait, if she's sitting on the horse and she's holding it, like, is she holding the horse? Like, what? It, what? <laughs> Just thighs of steel yeah. holding this horse up. <laughs> so Mulan, unfortunately, is left alone in the mountains. And Mushu's on a rant about how close they got to accomplishing, well, how close they got to accomplishing his goal, specifically. Yeah. And yeah. Mulan says she never should have left home. Mushu is like, you were just trying to save your dad. No one knew that it would end up like this, but you've got to learn to let these things go. Okay, Mushu. Oh, yeah. I'll let it go. Sure. It just happened like five minutes ago. Brush it off your shoulders. (laughs) And she's like, I think actually I did all this to prove that I could do things right so that I'd see myself as worthwhile, but I was wrong. And Mushu's like, you know what? We're both frauds. And he reveals that the ancestors didn't send him. Um, And at least Mulan risked her life to help her father. She's like more noble in that regard. Mm -hmm. Kirky starts crying and he squeaks and he's like, I'm not actually lucky. (laughs) Everyone's a fucking liar. We're all frauds and liars. (laughs) Mulan's like, let's go home. But Mushu's like, it'll be hard, but things will work out. We're in this together. Shen Yu's falcon swoops down, goes back to the avalanche site. I gave myself the fucking 
worst jump scare watching this scene because <laughs> I was sitting so close to the screen because I was taking notes that when Shan Yu's fist like punches out of the snow, there's like a very abrupt sound and I gasped and like, <laughs> and I started laughing. So I was like, this is a children's movie, Christina, pull it together. So Shan Yu emerges from the avalanche. Mm-hmm. Somehow he has survived. Go off. <laughs> and, um, you know, he sees a lot of his dead comrades. Mm-hmm. He screams out in anguish so loud that Mulan can hear him from wherever she is. Yeah, kind of blows his cover. Yeah. And then slowly, one by one, a lot of the Huns that we've seen in other scenes, they appear. They have also survived. Mm-hmm. And so Shan Yu begins marching towards the Imperial City with them. And Mulan watches this whole thing go down. So she hops on her horse. And Mushu is like, uh, home is that away. And she's like, I have to go warn them. Remember, we're all in this together. And he's like, all right, fine. So he hops on the horse with her. At the Imperial City, a parade's happening. People are celebrating Shang and his troops for saving China. But obviously, with all of the things that just happened, Shang and his men are looking really sad. Yeah. Mulan comes up to the Imperial City and actually catches up to Shang and tells him that the Huns are alive and in the city, but he doesn't believe her anymore. He doesn't trust her. He's like in a mood. He rides away. Men don't listen. Literally, though. (laughs) She tells the other troops to keep their eyes open for the Huns, and she just ends up running around the city to find someone who will believe her. And there's actually a really funny moment between her and Mushu where she's like, I don't get it. Why is no one listening to me? And he's like, huh? What'd you say? Yeah. Um, but then he's like, he's like, well, you're a woman, you're a woman Hello. now, yeah. silly goose. <laughs> so the emperor Shang and Chifu all meet on the steps of the palace. Behind Shang is a giant dancing lion, which is important to remember. <laughs> so the emperor addresses the crowd, and he says that China will sleep safely tonight thanks to the brave warriors. Mulan is running around the crowd, just telling random people, like, the Huns are in the city. And they're like, what? Who are you? Fuck off. Yeah. So Shang then presents the emperor with Shan Yu's sword. And the emperor says that his dad would be proud of him. Mm. And that's when Shan Yu's falcon snatches up the sword and flies off with it, dropping it right in the hand of Shan Yu, who is just chilling on the rooftop nearby. Absolutely menacing. Yes. Down below, everyone is screaming, and out of the lion pops some Huns <gasps> who drag the emperor inside the palace. Um, they lock the doors behind them before the troops can get in. So Shang is like, fuck, and <laughs> grabs this huge statue that they use as a battering ram. And all the troops are trying to, like, smash the doors in, but it's no use. Mm-hmm. And Mulan says that she has an idea. So Ling, Po, and Yao join her. She puts them all in drag, full dresses, <laughs> like, the whole nine. And they use their scarves to climb up the pillars and get inside the palace. Shang, being um, the spiced little man he is, also joins them. Sad that he didn't join in drag, but... It is what it is. Whatever. Yeah. Also, like, how long did that take? Like, this is extensive makeup that she's Seriously. doing. Seriously. 
I'm like... The emperor would be dead like three times over at least. Yes, literally. Meanwhile, the emperor is brought to Shen Yu. He tells the emperor to bow to him. Oh my god. The audacity. The ego on this one. They finally break into the palace. Mulan leads like the women, aka Yao, Chen Po, Lang, and Chang, who's like not in drag, but whatever. And... They, like, parade in front of the guards outside of the emperor's room. And the guards are like, oh, it's just ugly concubines. (laughs) Don't mind them. (laughs) And then one of the apples inside of Ling's dress that's supposed to be, like, his breast Mm -hmm. rolls out. Precisely. Yeah. And the falcon sees this and is like, oh, they're faking it. And it tries to, like, screech out to warn them. But Mushu spits fire on him, completely singeing him, ridding him of all of his feathers. He looks like a bald chicken. Chan Po, Yao, Mulan, Ling beat the crap out of the guards. They use the fruit to, like, smash on their heads and stuff. It's pretty wild. Yeah, Chan Po has two watermelons as boobs, and he, like, goes to town with them. So Shang busts through the door. He's ready to fight Shan Yu, who is still trying to get the emperor to bow to him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, if you don't bow, like I'm going to fucking kill you. And the emperor's like, mm, I don't think I will. And then just like casually walks away. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Why are you so chill about this? Yeah, there's some questions I have. Yeah. So Shang starts fighting with Shan Yu. They're going at it. Mm-hmm. Mulan and her boys bust in and she gets Chen Po to grab the emperor and they like zip line down this like string of lanterns yes. to get him to safety. Yes. Then Shan Yu beats up Shang pretty brutally and yeah. Mulan snips the rope um, that Chen Po just went down with the emperor so Shang can't get to him. And Shan Yu is pissed. He is about to stab Shang when Mulan gets his attention instead and tells him that he failed in his mission because of her. So finally, Shen Yu is like, oh, you're the soldier from the mountain. And Shen Yu begins chasing Mulan. Mulan has Mushu go to the fireworks with Cricket. They see these guys like setting up the fireworks in the distance and he's like, I got you. One thing that... um. I find really interesting about this moment is when Shan Yu is just like, oh, you're the soldier from the mountain. He's not like, but you're a woman or like, Mm -hmm. how can that be? Like, this doesn't make any sense to me because Han women like had a lot of power and like had positions in the army and stuff. So like that would be totally normal for him, for a woman to be in the army. So that was pretty cool, actually. Yeah. But anyways, back to this mad chase. Shan Yu ends up catching up to Mulan and you know he's trying to kill her using his sword being scary Mulan manages to sneak up onto the roof but then Shan Yu like busts out of the roof and like joins her up there pretty devastating yeah it looks like this is the end Mulan does not have any weapons all she has is her fan Mm -hmm. so she holds it up to him and Shan Yu stabs through the fan, but she does this like crazy twist move and ends up pulling the sword out of his hands. And apparently this is like a real move in martial arts, no which way. is wild to me. So she has him at sword point, I guess. And she tells Mushu to light the fireworks. So he launches this giant ass firework at Shan Yu, mm-hmm. which ends up sending him directly into the tower with all the other fireworks. <laughs> Which 
explodes. Mm-hmm. They don't say it explicitly, but he, he exploded. Did. He done. Yeah. Lights out. <laughs> and then fireworks burst into the sky. Little, Everyone's yeah. happy. Little do they know they're being trenched with the blood and guts of a dead man. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> of a giant dead man. Yeah. So in the aftermath, Chifu is pissed at Mulan and wants to punish oh. her, I guess, because Dude. <laughs> of the damage to the palace, the crazy events that have oh. occurred this day. But the troops won't let him through. And Shang announces Mulan as a hero. But Chifu is oh. like, she's a woman. She'll never be worth <laughs> anything. Shang is about to fight him when the emperor stops everyone. Mulan bows to the emperor And he says that he's heard a great deal about what she's done and that she saved them. She saved them all. And he bows to her, followed by everyone else in this huge crowd around the palace. Yeah, because the emperor does like a a half-body bow and you always have to be like lower than the emperor, everyone else like goes to the ground. So the emperor then tells Chifu to make Mulan a council member. And Chifu's like, there are no open positions. And the emperor's like, that's fine. She can have your job. Ooh, big owl. Get fucked. Yeah. Get fucked, Chifu. Chifu is such a chef skinner. Like a oh, mustache yeah. and all. Disney said, we don't trust men with mustaches. Yeah, especially pencil thin ones. Yeah. Oh, Shen Yu had a mustache too. Mm. So Mulan declines this offer. And she says that she's been away from home far too long. The emperor's like, all right, but before you go, take my pendant so that your family will know what you did. And then take Shan Yu's sword so the world knows what yeah. you did. She then hugs him, which she's definitely not yeah, allowed to do. <laughs> looked, I was like. <laughs> yeah. And then she hugs, you know, her boys. They have a cute little embrace. She then goes up to Shang, and it's kind of like a, oh my god, like, what if we kiss? What if, but I'm but just like, kidding, but like, me. Just kidding, yeah. Wouldn't it be, like, so funny if we kissed right now? Oh my god. So, Shang is like, um, you fight good. And she's <laughs> like... <laughs> Awful. Um, thank you. And then mounts her horse to leave. Mm-hmm. So she rides off, and the emperor goes up to Shang, and he says, The flower that blooms in adversity is the most rare and beautiful of all. Wow. You don't meet a girl like that every dynasty. Pretty wild. He's like, you going to put a ring on it, sir? Because she's riding away. Met, like, and if you don't, ago. I will. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you've had a very long engagement. Okay. <laughs> Let's lock her down. Yeah. Finally, Mulan makes it home. Guess who's hanging out um, under the magnolia tree in the garden? It's her dad. Mulan walks over to him. She bows before him and gives him the sword of Shan Yu and the crest from the emperor. And she's like, I hope I've honored our family. Like, really? I'm like, you just saved China. Yeah. Holy crap. So her father says that the greatest gift and honor is having her for a daughter, and he hugs her. 
I legitimately burst into tears no watching way. this this time, which has never happened to me before. It's a pretty emotional moment. I just saw it and I just like started crying. I was like, oh my God. I just, I, I don't know. I just never watched the movie this closely before. Mm-hmm. And it really got to me in a way that I wasn't expecting. Huh. Yeah. yeah. I really like, despite the moment that he has when like they're giving out the conscriptions. Yeah. I think that the dad really cares for Mulan and I really enjoy the moments that they have together. Definitely. So definitely a heartwarming scene. Meanwhile, grandma's like, <laughs> great, cool, but she should have brought home a man. And it's li- it literally feels like my own grandmother is here. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then of course, right on cue. Mr. Lee Shang comes over and he's like, hey, is Mulan here? (laughs) And he like goes on over through the garden and grandma's like, sign me up for the next war. And I'm like, bitch, me too. (laughs) I can't stand it. He is hot. So Shang sees Mulan's father first Mm -hmm. and he's like, uh, is Mulan here? And she shows up and he's like, um, oh my God. Hi, you forgot your helmet. Just wanted to return that. I guess, sir, like, it's your helmet, technically. He's like, uh, uh, I don't know what to say. And Mulan is like, would you like to stay for dinner? And Grandma's like, would you like to stay forever? And I'm like, this is the kind of energy that I need in my life. Yeah. So Shang says yes, of course. And then we pan over to the shrine where First Ancestor is watching totally gushing over this moment yes and mushu is like i mean i'm not gonna say i told you so but like (laughs) can we make a deal here and the ancestor is like all right we will restore your guardianship once again good for him and mushu is like fuck yes hit it cricky and cricky hits the drums and we have our final song true to your heart All the spirits are partying. There's confetti. The vibes are simply immaculate. Chef's kiss on the vibes right now. (laughs) Post-COVID, I'm going to spirit parties. (laughs) I'm trying to be um, spirit party, another spirit party, god party. um, (laughs) Rat party. party. (laughs) But no frat parties. Please and thank you. But that is Mulan. Yeah, Mulan said okay what if we go sicko mode on a powerful (laughs) woman yeah just getting her bag training in the military this would be great fodder for like a a military propaganda ad definitely definitely it would also be ironic for the u.s military to use (laughs) chinese like a chinese army film but i really enjoy this movie i thought it was mm-hmm. kind of a dark story but it was very mm-hmm. enticing and i yeah. felt relatable to mulan mm-hmm. totally different background than my own but just the idea of like wanting to prove yourself and wanting to bring honor to your family she clearly yeah. has an entire emotional journey yeah. pretending to be someone she's not trying to achieve this goal getting found out trying to warn everyone after no one believes her like yeah i 
really, really enjoyed it. I think that this movie has so much heart. Yeah. And like it just feels so grounded and authentic to me. Mm-hmm. And it definitely has like a really special place in my heart because I did grow up in China and Mulan reminded me so much of like the amazing Chinese women in my life, whether it was like my teachers or my family friends or like parents of my friends. Watching Mulan looked like the world that I saw around me in a lot of ways. And so it just became like a really fast favorite of mine, even though I loved it before I moved to China. But I don't know. It just, it's so comforting to watch, even though it does have these really dark themes. And yeah, I don't know what it was, but it just really, really hit me in a different way watching it this time. And I just loved it so much. And then it made me love it even more when I immediately watched the live action one right after finishing. And I was like, God damn it. <laughs> the my main okay, my main issue with the live action one. So in the animated version, the kind of sentiment that you take away from it actually is kind of similar to Ratatouille and like the idea that greatness can come from anywhere because yeah. Mulan is just like a normal girl with a normal life. She's feeling like disillusioned with the path that is in front of her. So she makes a decision. She makes a change. When she first enters the army, like she's not like good at anything really, Mm -hmm. but she works really hard and she learns and she trains and then she excels. And I think that's like a great message to like little girls or like anyone of any gender anywhere that like if you want something and you put your mind to it and you work hard at it, like you can achieve the things that you want. And that's what like also makes it feel so down to earth and grounded Mm -hmm. because that's like a relatable theme that anyone can feel, which it doesn't sound like it was the case in the live action one based off what you told me. Yeah, because in the live action one, instead of it being that narrative, they will, first of all, they use a lot of like Eastern mysticism kind of stuff, which from what I understand, a lot of people who are Chinese did not appreciate it. And basically the concept is that Mulan, ever since she was a little kid, was like super connected to her chi. So she has these like crazy reflexes and like powers of like balance. It's kind of like Matrix-esque in terms of like the way that she behaves. They're tr- Are they trying to capitalize on like the superhero thing. Yeah, it it had a lot of like supernatural elements like that. Like there's a character that is a witch mm-hmm. that can like shapeshift. And that takes the original narrative and turns it into like a, oh, but she's special. And like she has this predisposition yeah. to be able to do all these things. And like when she goes in the army, she's like amazing at everything. And she has to like dull down her cheese so she doesn't like stand out. And like I understand that whole like narrative and message of like oh women have to like often dull their shine or like lessen themselves in this society and like you shouldn't be afraid to shine but I don't think that's as strong of a narrative and I just don't think it yeah hits in a way that is like relatable for children because in the cartoon version it's like anyone can do what Mulan can do mm-hmm. that's like the whole thing anyone can be great but in the live action one it's like she's the exception she's special because she has this connection to her chi. And I just think it's a much, much weaker story. Mm -hmm. And they also sucked all of the joy and like the heart out of it and were really heavy handed with like the second wave feminism. Yeah, I appreciate in this and we talked about this before we were recording too about how at that time 
it made sense that the culture was that way towards women because it was like mm-hmm. this was years ago. This was yeah, they're Huns. Come on, yeah. But um, they still managed to talk about the way women are treated and give Mulan this incredible character and make her interesting, mm-hmm. make her powerful, yeah. relatable, kind of clumsy at moments or emotional, mm-hmm. but altogether really strong and amazing. Yeah. And I feel like now when people try to do feminism in this modern way, where it's like it's a much more common and commonly known thing to be a feminist, to like know mm-hmm. what feminism is, it feels so overdone and like yeah. you can't just have a normal conversation anymore. It has to be like, well, now I'm wearing my pink sparkly leotard and I'm on the men's um, wrestling team. And that's like – and it doesn't yeah. feel natural in a way that's like – I want to do something. Uh, I'm going to figure it out. You know, I'm kind of confused, but, like, we'll get there. It feels like it's all to prove a point in just a heightened way that's so not how anyone would deal with it in real life. Yeah, it just feels so... It feels so empty and false, and, like, it is preying on buzzwords and Mm -hmm. like trying to gain social capital not like i'm trying to tell this story it's like i'm trying to pass the test to make sure that i'm woke and like that's why exactly exactly it doesn't feel authentic it feels like people are trying to be on the right side of history but without Mm -hmm. any semblance of understanding of what real life is like and i think that just goes along with like people being stuck in writers rooms and kind of losing yeah. a sense of, like, humanity. Yeah, that was one of the many reasons why the live action was so disappointing. And I think why I enjoyed this movie so much because it just felt real yeah, and, like, something that you can really grab onto. And I think it has great messaging for kids, is a little bit dated. Yes. Are there things in it that are culturally insensitive? Definitely. But... I do think it is still a really, really great, great movie. Mm-hmm. Especially to have songs like um, I'll Make a Man Out of You or the song that they sing before they get to the village that's burnt down. Mm-hmm. You clearly have these moments of it's like men being men, but it is mm-hmm. opposed with like the men that she meets and them becoming friends and then her being allowed to dress them up in dresses and makeup and them going along with that and respecting her plan and her idea. And Mm -hmm. it's this like natural blend that comes with the way that the characters develop around each other. Yeah, definitely. And it feels very self-aware to me. Yeah. And also the songs are just bops. Like the music is so good. I feel like it's weird to say this about a Disney film because it's not so much – they're okay. Mushu's like a hilarious character, but I feel like it's less for me about the writing usually, and more just like how the story flows. But like mm-hmm. the writing is good, like the script is good. Yeah, and it's not like bogged down with like cultural cl- clapbacks and like yeah, stupid yeah. phrases and stuff that are supposed to be relevant. Just feels like they're trying to tell me a story, and they do a really good job. Yeah, I agree. Damn, I I love this movie so much. That's all I have to say. <laughs> what are you going to rate it, Christina? Um, hmm. I think I'm going to go with a nine. I was going to say nine, too. Oh, my God. I really enjoy this movie. I um, feel like I could watch this with anyone, and we would all have mm-hmm. a really great time singing along. Totally. Um, just enjoying the story of, like, 
the war and Mulan. Mm -hmm. It feels like the Lizzie McGuire movie, how you can watch it and you would be in different moods. So, like, you're feeling kind of, like, dark or, like, confused about your life. Watch Mulan. You want to listen to some bops? Watch Mulan. Um, You want to hear Eddie Murphy crack jokes? Watch Mulan. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like I said, like, I really felt the the darkness of it in a way that I had never before watching Mm -hmm. it this time. But I still came out of it feeling amazing. Yeah. And inspired and empowered. And like we've said before, like, it's possible to tackle dark themes and still do it in a way that doesn't make you depressed. Oh, yeah. That's one of the things that's making me have a hard time going through all of the movies that are nominated for this Oscar season because everything is so fucking depressing. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. (laughs) Especially after this year, too. Yeah. I'll bet. (laughs) So I'm just like, Disney, if you want to do a live action... Okay, this is... I'm going to go on like a little (laughs) tiny thing about live action remakes. So... I think if Disney wants to do a live action remake, instead of literally just making the same movie shot for shot again, or doing a version like Mulan where they just suck everything out of it that people love, take a side character and give them a movie. Mm. Do a prequel backstory movie so you can still prey off people's nostalgia. (laughs) If you don't want to make a new thing, fine. Take from source material you already have, but at least you're giving it something new. So it's more enjoyable. That would be my advice to the Disney company. I'm intrigued to see how this Cruella origin story thing comes out. I don't think that Emma Stone is necessarily the right casting choice. But I will give her the chance and I will keep an open mind. That's kind of you. Um, But I think that that is a much more interesting route for them to go. Mm -hmm. So I hope that that's kind of where they go in the future with the live action remakes. Even though I wish that they would just stop doing them all together. But anyways, that is my rant. Yeah, I would agree with you. I really don't go out of my way to watch the live action remakes, I'm be honest. Mm-hmm. I yeah. can't say that I'm enticed to see something so classic and, you know, something that I enjoyed watching as a kid redone. Like, I just don't, th- that doesn't appeal to me, really. I'd rather just watch a new movie that I've never seen before. So I, I would agree about creating a different story or like taking a different path. I don't know. I just I just feel like the mainstream f- cinema right now, it's like I hope that they're going to come up with something new soon because it feels like people are running out of ideas. Not all movies. Mm-hmm. Of course, there are a lot of like fresh movies that are coming out, but I feel like those aren't the wide-released movies. Yeah. I'm like, give a young upstart a chance. Mm-hmm. Get some new people in. Let's stop recycling the same old shit over and over and over yeah. again. So, on that note, give your local <laughs> give your local screenwriter a hug. Yeah, <laughs> support your local screenwriter. God, what a sad note to end on. I know. But- Sorry, we didn't mean to do this to you guys. <laughs> we love this movie. We really recommend yes. it. I think it's just even nice to watch if you're like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life right now. Go watch the movie. You'll feel a little bit better. I promise. Yes. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. Mm-hmm. I am very excited for our final installment. Oh, I think it's going to be. Of Animated April. If you felt like this was a bit of a downer, you will not <laughs> feel that way in the next episode. 
Yeah. We've been we've been hopping all around the globe this month. We went to Greece. Mm-hmm. We went to France. France. We were in China. Where are we going next? Oh. Somewhere far, far away. Oh. I don't know. Oh, my God. <laughs> in, a, in a swampland? I don't know. Yeah. But um, thank you so much for listening. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. It really helps us out. Helps more people find the show. Yes. We always want. Yep. Don't forget to rate and subscribe. And also follow us on the socials, um, MTRU underscore pod. That's Twitter. Um, you can follow mm-hmm. us on TikTok. It's at Movies That Raised Us pod. Yes, you can follow us on Instagram at Movies That Raised Us, and you can send us an email at Movies That Raised Us at gmail.com. Hit us up. And we will see you next week for the final installment of Animated April. Ooh, I'm excited. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Mo. And I'm Christina, and our theme song is by Garrett Schmidt. Bye. Bye.